stuff. It's episode 19 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. It's so great to be with you today or whenever it is that you may be listening to the show. It's my birthday week, so you want to get me a birthday present? So simple. Go to iTunes, look for the Good Stuff Kids podcast, subscribe, rate, and comment. It would be an amazing, amazing birthday gift for me. While you're there, be sure to look at all of our past episodes. We've got quite a few at this point, and all of them are there, and all of them are free. Today's show is going to be great. We have Bill Childs. He's the producer and DJ of Spare the Rock, Spoil the Child, which is a radio show based out of Austin, Texas, and additionally is also a podcast that's great for kids and families. You should definitely check that out, and I think that once you hear Bill talk about it, you will definitely want to check it out. Additionally, it's the return of our Horsin' Around segment. That's right, Horsin' Around, for those of you who don't know, is when I talk to kids about stuff that they're interested in. And today, I talk to Will, and Will is very interested in math. I think you'll really enjoy hearing my conversation with Will. Everything that you could possibly need to know related to the world of Good Stuff Kids podcast can be found at www.goodstuffpod.com. Thanks. Hopes the summer continues to be great, and we'll talk to you at the end of the show. It's 4 Plus 1, the segment where I list the top four songs that my kids request to be played over and over and over and over again in my beautiful, and I, when I say beautiful, I'm not underselling it. It truly is a beautiful 2013 Toyota Sienna. And this week's 4 Plus 1 starts with the song Birthday by Casper Babypants off his album Baby Beatles. I thought, you know, it is my birthday week, so maybe we'll just put one birthday song in here just for me. You say it's your birthday. It's my birthday too, yeah. They say it's your birthday. At number three is Honey, I'm Good, which my six and a half year old really, really likes. This is the Kids Bop version from Kids Bop 29. As they say, you can pick your friends, you can pick your music, but if your kids are in the car, you're probably going to listen to Kids Bop 29. Nah, nah, honey, I'm good. I can stay a while, but I probably should not. I got somebody back home. Number two is Shake Your Sillies Out. This is what happens when you have an age range from about six and a half, almost seven, to two and a half, almost three. You listen to Kids Bop, and then at the very same time, you could be listening to the next song, which is Shake Your Sillies Out by The Wiggles. Well, we've shaken our sillies out. How about we nod our naughties out? We're going to nod, nod, nod our naughties out, nod, nod, nod our naughties out. And number one is Girls Wanna Dance by Milkshake. And with two little girls, I can tell you, they definitely, definitely want to dance. Number one this week is by Catherine Calder, who I learned about from one of my favorite bands, The New Pornographers, which we'll be hearing a bit more about in the coming weeks in terms of being on this particular countdown. This song is called Blue Skies from her album, Catherine Calder, and I think that you're going to love it as much as I do. I've 
Thanks for listening to 4 Plus 1. If you liked anything that you heard on this list, you can find all of this music at Apple, Spotify, or Amazon Music. Thanks a lot, and support these artists. Hi, Will. How are you? Good. I'm, I'm talking to you because I'm very interested in something that I know about you. Right? So we're going to start now. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. You're on something called the Good Stuff Kids Podcast. And the reason okay. why you're on it is because you do something that I think is really cool, right? Yeah. Do you know yeah. What, do you know what I'm talking about? Math competitions. Math competitions. Exactly. So I have some math competition questions for you. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, did you tell me how old you are, first of all? Twelve. Twelve years old, St. Louis, math competitions. Do you have a specialty when it comes to math competitions? Is there a, like, algebra or multiplication, or what? what is your area of specialty? They, they don't really do much simple multiplication in contests. They don't. So what's, the, what's something complicated that they do? What's, like, a, a usual kind of question? Sometimes they'll give you like things like a polynomial. Like if you take that's hard to explain. Yeah, polynomial is very hard to explain. I don't even know what that is. A, a simple problem would be like it takes three workers five hours to paint a house. Uh huh. How how long would it take? How long would it take five workers to paint? two houses or something like that. Well, I couldn't even answer that. Could you answer that? Yeah, I just, but I just thought of some numbers there. Yeah, well, that's why you're in math competitions and I'm not. So are you, is this through your school or is this something that you do outside of your school? Uh, well, there's a math club in my school, uh-huh. but the competitions are out of my school. Whoa. So like, where are the competitions? Um, so there, the first level is regionals, which is in Saint Lu- the St. Louis area. Mm-hmm. And then there's state competition, which lucky enough this year was in St. Louis. It was very lucky. But last year, I had national competition. I had a state competition in Warrensburg, which is a far away, Whoa. like three-hour drive. Is that still in Missouri? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, that is really far away. So. Yeah. Is there like is there such a thing as a national competition? Yeah, uh, I went to my. This year it was my second national competition. Whoa. Last year I went. So last year I had a competition in MCTM, uh-huh. which is. It's only in a few states, but it's in. So, so I went there in fifth grade for the elementary competition, and I came ninth for fifth grade. Whoa! Congratulations! That's a big deal. How many people were in the in the the fifth grade level i'm not really sure like more than 20 yeah more than 20 more than 40 probably wow so you did really well is what you're telling me yeah do you love math yeah what do you think when people say they don't like math do you just think you don't know what you're talking about math's the best i i think you're i'm thinking you're crazy you're crazy wow can you do math in your head yeah. Or do you need to write it out on paper? Well, it depends. Okay, so at the competition, is it? do they give you a paper, like scratch paper to write on? Or do yeah, you to... paper's always provided. Paper's always so, provided. Wait, 
but there are different tests. So some tests allow you to use a calculator and some don't. Do you have to show your work? No, you do not. You do not have Which to is, show your work. I love that. You, you love that you don't have to I show your work? I hate showing my work. Yeah, well, you can, do, you can do it all up there in your brain. Not, and not all of it. Not all of it, but most of it. Um, so how many, do you like go head to head against another competitor or is it that not the, usually. the whole, the whole group, like the whole age group gets a problem and then whoever solves it correctly moves on to the next round, that kind of thing. So we get a, basically a list of problems and we all have a certain amount of time to complete them. Uh -huh. And there's different scoring depending on if you got it right, if you didn't get it right, or if you just skipped it. Whoa. Okay. And and then there are different tests, so you add up the scores in all of them, and then, then usually that's the ranking. But in, in the I went the ma national math competition I went to this year was math counts. So what math counts does is it takes the top twelve students, and it puts them in something called the countdown round, where they where two con two competitors do go face to face answering a question, and after like whoever gets reaches a certain limit first. It, so either they either reach, they either get two or three right first. And then if they do, they move on to the next round. Whoa. So you did that head to head against someone. I did it in the state I did it in the state round, not not the national round. In the state round. Did you um did you have for, any Because for math counts, uh huh, it's not each individual grade level. It's all of middle school. So it's sixth through eighth. Whoa. So who did you go up against, do you remember? Uh I actually went up against one of my friends. His name is Danny. Oh yeah? So was that hard to go against a friend? Well, I, I can't. I'm not really good at speed, so I, I lost. <laughs> oh bummer! Did you try any intimidation tactics? Like, did you give him the like a mean face or something like that? No. No. no I didn't. It's a very friendly competition. Yeah. Are you are you on a team? Is there any of this? Are you on a? Uh. So there are the individual tests, and then there is a team test. Okay. Does your team have a name? Uh, the Missouri team. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good name. Very direct, so, very straightforward. For the state competition, the top four, the top four individual scorers, uh, go to na go to the national test. Uh huh. Go go to the national competition, and those four are on a team Ooh. for the state. Whoa. So, how long have you been on uh, really interested in math? When did you figure <laughs> out that you really loved it? Before third grade. Before third grade. Because I had a math club at my old school, which was fourth through fifth, and I was in third grade and then I joined. Mm -hmm. Whoa! <laughs> but, but I still wasn't allowed to go to competitions. You weren't allowed, to, but you were able to to practice with the team, I guess. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. it, so you have no idea what kind of math problems you're gonna get when you get to a competition, right? No. And you usually, they... usually the competitions I don't I go to they usually don't have trig though. They don't have what? Oh, tri trig. Trig trigonometry? I don't like trig. Whoa. Well, I don't even think I could do trig at all. Can you do geometry? Um, yeah. So Can so. you do... So, um, huh, this is very interesting to me because I am not good at math. I bet you are a million times better at math than I am. So, if I am a person who is not good at math and I'm a 95 and you're a million times better, what are you? 
Is this like this 95? Is a... Am I supposed to say 95 million? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> well, that's the answer, right? You are a math wizard. That's true. <laughs> so what do what do you think that people if people are listening to this and they want to um, find out more about being in math competitions? Do you have like a website that you like to go to? Is there something like that that people should know about? Uh, there's a website I like to go to to practice. Okay, what's that? Uh, it's our problem web website. It's www.aops.com. AOPS, and that's good for practicing. So maybe I need to do that so I can compete against you. Although I still think you'd beat me every time. Wow. Anything else I should know about math and math competitions, Will? Did I miss anything? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Did you meet new friends from other places? Yeah, oh. At Math Counts, we have like this big, we have big dinners, and we're each state has its own state pins, and uh -huh. you're, you can trade pins. Oh, that's really cool. Did you get some other pins? Yeah, I got a lot of them. Whoa. I, I, I just have a giant lanyard full of them. A lanyard full of pins? That is so cool. So, Math Counts is the name of the organization, huh? Yes. Yeah, very cool. Well, Will, this is very very fascinating to me as someone who was never even allowed to go to math competitions do you know when your next one is um i'm not sure exactly some of them are at school uh-huh i think it's gonna be sometime in january probably sometime in january well maybe if you want to talk about it after january we can we can talk about how it went like here's some of the problems maybe and i think that you're gonna do a great job at your January competition. A lot of practice, right? Right. Right. Well, Will, this was really awesome to talk to you. You taught me a lot about math competitions. I knew nothing. So are, are you at camp now? Are you going to camp over the summer? Uh, yeah. Yep. I actually have a math camp next week uh -huh. and the week afterwards. Whoa. What do you think that's going to be like? It's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm doing Introduction to Digital Logic, Introduction <laughs> to Number Theory, and uh -huh. Introduction to Probability. Can I ask you a question? Do sure. you know what Fibonacci sequence is? Yeah. Okay, good. I learned that when I was in college. <laughs> and you know that right now. That is pretty yeah. amazing. Okay, well, I look forward to hearing about number theory. And what was the other one? Digital? Digital logic. Digital logic. Wow. Okay. Um, what else do you like to do besides math? Is there one other thing you really like to do? Uh, YouTube. <laughs> YouTube? I like watching math videos on YouTube. Uh-huh. Cool. What's your favorite math video? Mm, I'm not sure. Okay. Well, Will, you are quite an impressive dude. It was really cool to meet you and really cool to talk to you. Nice to meet you, too. All right. I'm, uh, I'm here with Bill. Bill from Spare the Rock, Spoiled the Child. Bill, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, no problem. I, uh, I, I found your show as I was sort of thinking about how to start mine. And uh, I think that we are kindred spirits in, in terms of trying to find good stuff for kids and in particular families to, uh, to, to listen to together. Um, so I, I'm really thrilled to have the chance to, to talk to you. And I got to start with the, the theme song. How in the world did you get your theme song written by They Might Be Giants? That's the dream. You have a song, <laughs> a song written about you by like a really well-known rock band. Yeah, it was uh, pretty random, actually. I uh, it was 
not long after we started the show. We started the show in 2005, and it must have been 2006 sometime, probably, where out of the blue, I got an email from John Flansburg himself from the Atlanta Giants uh, saying, hey, we would like to do a theme song for you. And I said, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, uh, I had sort of, I, I think I had sent a note to their management at one point just saying, hey, I'm doing the show and we play the Mighty Giants a lot. Um, if they wanted to do an ID sometime, that would be great. But he doesn't think that he ever actually got that. I think he just came across the show and uh, could tell that we were big fans. I mean, we, we start and end every show with the Mighty Giants. And, uh, and so he kind of just emailed and, and I mean, what's been great is that we've got, gotten to know the band some, we've interviewed them probably, gosh, five or six times oh, wow. over the years. They've done in studios a couple of times. I've gotten to play cards with Landsberg a number of times. Uh-huh. And then, um, I also have a, I don't know if you know, this a, a record label that, uh, is that I put out family music on. Uh, compilation records, and they contributed a song to the one that the first one record I released called "Many Hands," which is a uh, Haiti relief benefit, and they contributed a song to that as well. So it's it's been a great relationship. Nice, yeah. I was gonna uh, I was gonna ask you about the record label um, in, in a little bit because I do know there's something in the pipeline for you with that. Um, yeah. But before we get there, how do you find the music that you you play on your show? And to clarify, there's there's sort of two pieces of this, right? Like there's a radio show, and then you also have a podcast. Yeah, I mean, the, the basically the, the online version is the radio show. I just um, and I I primarily think of it as a radio show. I'm a I'm a terrestrial radio guy. I know that there are a lot of people who listen online, but that's that's for whatever and probably silly reasons. That's how uh, it is in my head is radio first, and that's how it started. Of course, was radio. Um, but you know, when when we started, it was a lot harder to find the music. There was. Uh, this is going to sound like a crotchety old man, but there was a lot less social media. Facebook hadn't launched yet. Twitter hadn't launched yet. Um, and uh, there, there weren't as many ways to find that music. So, uh, you know, I had a, a six-year-old, a three-year-old at the time we started the show. My kids were, were that age. And I had been uh, starting to listen to some interesting kids' music and try to find more interesting kids' music with them. There was a New York Times magazine story. I, I should probably find what the actual date is, but it was around 2000, 2001, something like that, when I was still living down in D.C., and uh, it was about Dan Zanes, and I remembered his old band, the Del Fuegos, although I wasn't actually, frankly, a huge Del Fuegos fan, but it sounded like he was doing interesting stuff, so I, I, I remember I went and ordered that, and wherever I ordered it from uh, said, you know, if you like Dan Zanes, you might also like Justin Roberts, and Justin Roberts had been in a band called Pimentos for Gus that I'd seen a bunch in bars in Minneapolis, uh, which yeah. is where I was from, more or less. And so, you know, the, the pretty good start there, right? Dan Zanes and Justin Roberts. Yeah, pretty good. Um, <laughs> and then uh, once we started the show, I found a few compilations and whatnot, and then I started just reaching out to, to bands. And when I found one that I liked, I would say, okay, so who else should I be listening to? So I remember... Uh, Jim from Scribble Monster was a great source for that because he'd been paying attention for a long time. And I remember he told me about Steve Weeks and Steve Songs and uh, some other acts. And it just sort of grew from there. And now, at this point, um, it, it's anybody who's doing publicity and family music has a list of people to send stuff to. And unfortunately, I'm on most of those lists. But I'll still occasionally hear about stuff I'd never heard of before. For a, lot, a lot of uh, emails from listeners um, and suggestions from, uh, well, Stefan from Zoo Global. Uh, also often sends me stuff that he thinks might work well for the show. And of course, about a third of the stuff I play is not 
music that's essentially for kids. Um, and that's, I listen to a lot of radio, not just locally, but online. Um, and, uh, try and find stuff that I think is going to be kid appropriate and right. from those sources. Right. So like sec, not, that's not the right word, but the, the, like just more, not necessarily in the kids genre, but stuff that works for kids. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like yes. I, I saw that. I think we have a shared uh, appreciation for Mike Dowdy. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah, my, my kids love, uh, the Nectarine series. I forget which albums there's one. Uh, he has two albums right in a row. And, and I think that's a really good example of, of what you're talking about, of, of music that can, that is pleasant, you know, performed and created for adults in mind, but that kids can appreciate. So I, I think that's a really good thing. Yeah. Um, so how long have you, you mentioned a little bit, but let's just backtrack a second. How long you've been producing your show and, and when you decided to turn that into a podcast? Uh, so I started the show in 2005 and I've been making it available online since pretty much the get go. Um, and uh, um, so, yeah, we started in 2005 on a little community radio station in Western Massachusetts in Northampton, a little hundred watt station after couple of years, I should, again, I should probably know this timeline, but uh, <laughs> sometime in 2007, 2008, something around there, uh, the commercial uh, AAA station, that's just the format of the station in Northampton said, hey, do you want to come over and do it here? Um, and we'll pay you a little bit of money too. And I said, okay, that sounds good. <laughs> and, uh, um, and then when we made the move down here to Austin, uh, I s decided to, the, the station in Northampton was still interested and we decided to make it a syndicated show. So available to, to any radio station that wanted it and, um, switched it to a, a one hour show instead of a two hour show. It's just easier to, to distribute that way and more stations are interested in it. And then we picked, got picked up by KUTX here in Austin, uh, just over a year ago, May of 2015 is when that became sort of our new flagship station. Tell me, tell me, well, you, you, there's a, a record label. And so you're a man of, of many talents. You're, you have a full-time job that is not necessarily the, the radio show or the podcast, but you're also a, uh, a record producer and you have your own record label. How, so before we get into the, the records that you have released and the records that, you, that you're going to release, how, did you, uh, how, how does that start? How does a person who's interested <laughs> in doing that begin to, uh, to make that happen? Well, I mean, so like so many things in my life, I kind of uh, stumbled into it. I'd been trying to think about something new to do in the family music area. I, uh, I guess I had already started uh, co-producing a conference that we stopped a few years ago called Kindy Fest. There's now one called Kindy Com that sort of took its place. Um, but I'd been trying to figure out some things, some interesting things to do and uh my friend Dean Jones, who's in Dog on Fleas and is a producer of some of the best family music around right now, uh, contacted me not long after the earthquake in Haiti and said, hey, I'm thinking about doing a benefit for this nonprofit that he'd, he'd done some work with before, the Haitian People's Support Project. And he was emailing me initially just about getting contacts. He basically wanted to know how, if I could help him get in touch with They Might Be Giants, actually. Um, and, you know, I started coming up with some other suggestions for him. And he was struggling with thinking about how to get this record out. And I said, well, you know what, let me, let me look into this and think about starting a label for this. Um, and there's a fantastic company called Virtual Label, which is uh, who a lot of, of family musicians and a lot of non-family musicians use to distribute music. And it's basically sort of an a la carte uh, label services company. So you can outsource to them 
any of the label stuff that you don't want to deal with, which for me is most of it, frankly. I don't really want to deal with um, figuring out distribution. They have a distribution deal with Sony Red, and uh, and I, I don't want to do all the comparison shopping to figure out the right place to get CDs produced. They, they've done that stuff. Um, and they're, they've been very generous in uh, providing those services at a pretty significant discount for, the, for these uh, benefit CDs. Um, so that's been a really great partnership uh, with them. And then it's a matter of recruiting artists and uh, fronting some money for producing it and then just tracking sales and then also working, of course, to get the word out. And I've uh, worked with Stephanie Mayers, uh, who's now at uh, Mayers Consulting, uh, on, the, on the promotion side. And she's been a tremendous resource as well. Cool. And, and there's, a, there's an album in the pipeline, isn't there? There is. I just announced this week that uh, this fall, the, the date's a little bit undetermined at, as yet, uh, but the album's going to be called Let All the Children Boogie, and it's a tribute to David Bowie. It's going to benefit the It Gets Better project uh, and their work for LGBTQ uh, youth all around the world, and especially in the U.S. here. So, so when I think of David Bowie, I don't necessarily think of a, uh, of a, a kid's artist or a kid's musician you know he he's uh i mean he, he's one of the most talented of all time so what are some of the songs that that are going to be on the record sure well you know one that we've i've been playing on the show for a long time is starman and that's where the the phrase let all the children boogie comes from uh-huh. um but he also you know there's some that you have to tweak a little bit to make kid friendly but we're gonna have um then lady stardust we have uh, uncle rock and tracy bonham we're gonna do that one uh, there's a song called prettiest star which i'm really that's what uh, john langford and sally Timms from the mecons are doing I'm, i can't wait to hear how that comes out yeah. um changes ziggy stardust of course uh, life on mars there's a, there's a bunch that you, you might not think of he had a tremendously large uh, uh, catalog. Right. So <laughs> some of those are going to be okay. Although I w- I've got to say that um, of the CDs that we've released, I I think this is less a kids album and more an all age album. It's certainly going to be kid appropriate, but I'm optimistic that this is something that a lot of just David Boy fans are going to like, mm-hmm. um, whether or not they're listening to it with their kids or not. Great. Well, I think you know it's good exposure. I think for for families and for those who. Um, you know, I'll speak for myself. I've not necessarily been on the David. I'm not the biggest David Bowie fan, but I think that um, hearing other artists do treatments of of his work could really open the uh, open a door and make me really sad that I missed my opportunity to really follow him. Um, I, I hope so. I mean, I hope it doesn't make you sad, but I <laughs> I hope <laughs> no, it's, it does happy a good sad. job of getting happy getting sad. The name happy out. sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, cool. So tell me um, a little bit about. What's what's upcoming outside of the record and, and the record label and and anything going on with the show or the podcast that you want to let listeners know about? Well, so one thing that we added fairly recently and uh, actually, you know, it, the, the makers of this might be another group of people you might want to talk to is we're starting to do little mini episodes of the tumble science podcast for kids uh-huh. in our in our show, which and tumble is it's a it's a really, really great podcast. Um, some I saw somebody describe it as like Radio Lab for kids, which I don't think is is exactly on point, but it's 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 not too far off either. It's um, I mean it, it's what it describes. It's a science podcast. It's done by a, a couple, um, Marshall and Lindsay, who are great people here in Austin, and uh, with a with a good interesting background in science education, and they 
take questions that are questions that kids might ask and really explore them in a pretty compelling way. And so we're doing little mini episodes of those of their podcast in, on Spare the Rock, hopefully getting people to go listen to their uh, the full-on uh, episodes, although it's also entirely uh, the part that we're including is interesting in its own right. It's not just a promotion for that. Right. And uh, and we're starting to talk with them about trying to figure out uh, what a live tumble science podcast might look like. I mean, that'll be something that they'll do. But it's been really fun to 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 brainstorm with them. And that's I mean, I love doing the radio show. Don't get me wrong, and I love doing the label. But I also really like thinking about how to make interesting events come together. Obviously, those are mostly here in Austin. But like during South by Southwest. I did three different show showcases, and two of them were sort of fairly traditional, but I think really great family shows. And then one um, was a David Bowie tribute, and mm-hmm. I already had this record in mind, but but I hadn't announced it yet. And it was well, Yahoo Music called it one of the five best things at South by Southwest that day, mm-hmm. and it was tremendous, like huge crowds. We had um, Charlie Sexton, who is a star in his own right, and was also. Uh, toured with David Bowie. He came and sang some songs along with the children's choir here. Uh, it was tremendous. So I love figuring that sort of stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, wow, very cool, very cool. So, um, how can uh, how can listeners to the Good Stuff podcast who may not know your stuff, uh, how can they find you and connect with you? Best way to do it is just to go to our website at sparetherock.com. And uh, there's a link there. If you click on listen up at the top, it'll show you all the different terrestrial radio stations. We're on about a dozen stations around the country where you can hear us. It also has, and then we also have uh, links to the to the, the online uh, access to it. And then it all, has all the information about the label and events and everything else up there as well. Nice. Any, uh, any big plans for like the Spare the Rock Fest in Austin? Where, uh, where not, you get all your favorites there? <laughs> Well, you know, I, uh, like I said, I do a bunch of stuff around South by, and then I also usually book a show, uh, that coincides with the Austin state limits music festival. And you, we steal some of the acts from there and then some other acts as well. We haven't figured out that out yet. Uh-huh. Um, and then I'm, I'm also working, we've got, well, tomorrow when we're recording this probably, uh, well in the past, by the time it goes up, uh, Cuckoo Kangaroo is playing a, a summer kickoff show tomorrow here in Austin that I help put together. And at the end of the year or end of the summer, we're going to have, uh, uh, sugar free all-stars do a end of the summer show. So we, we've got lots of stuff and, lots of things, yeah. and there's, there's some music festivals here in town that I think, well, there's one in particular that has not yet been announced that I'm, I'm hoping will have, uh, a very strange family area, and I'm hoping to be involved in that. But I can't, I can't announce yes. that yet. Well, well, when you do, uh, breaking news, folks, keep your eyes peeled. Um, Absolutely. So then, I, I uh, one last question. I don't sure. mean to start any start any trouble in Austin, but what is your barbecue spot of choice? Well, if I've got some t- some time to wait, Franklin is worthy of the hype. Uh, but I rarely feel like waiting three to four hours for barbecue. That's a long Just time. Just up the street from uh, from Franklin is a place called Micklethwaite that I think is just about as good. Almost never has a significant line. Um, I also like Style Switch. Uh, you know, Salt Lake, which we talked about off before we started recording, uh, is great. Uh, but I find it more great for the experience than you know the barbecue. There's very good, but it's yeah. it's it's 
a, a tier lower than those other places for me. Yeah, it is totally an experience. Um, well, Bill, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck with everything. Sounds like you got a lot going on, and uh, thanks for all that you've done to to help bring some of this really incredible music that's happening to to a wider audience. And have a yeah. great rest of your day. Absolutely, you too. Thanks for what you're doing. All right, thanks. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. We have a special bonus episode coming up on Thursday. And then next week, we have Casper Baby Pants himself on the show. And we talk about all things Casper related and his brand new album, which comes out next week. Thanks a lot. Hope everyone's having a great summer. Any questions, comments, drop us a line. Goodstuffpod at gmail.com. Talk to you soon. Stuff.